I'm going to start this with some honesty. One of the reasons why this episode has taken forever to write is because I feel like a hypocrite sometimes when I write these reflections. I mean, obviously we're all flawed. And I'm not trying to sound perfect, like I've got everything figured out. But there's a tiny voice inside my mind that keeps saying, whoa, big words there, sinner. And almost always I stop writing and put my laptop away. And that's really what the book of Psalms is all about. It's a whole lot of brutal honesty. Also, another reason why this has taken forever, COVID births, man. Totally different monster. My anxiety level was off the charts. See, I had just hit 37 weeks and my doctor and I were gunning for a spontaneous birth. But spontaneity is different during a pandemic. I had to have a negative RT-PCR test seven days prior to going into labor. That's for me and my companion. And if after seven days I still hadn't gone into labor, I was going to have to get a repeat swab and that's valid for another seven days and so on and so forth. Plus, of course, there's catching the virus at the hospital because there's always that chance. And after leaving the hospital, we'd have to quarantine ourselves away from everyone, including the kids, for a couple of days and then get a repeat swab just to be sure. Then, of course, you got the hormones making me sad about leaving this routine that I had just built with Calix and Dylan and how I knew it wasn't going to be the same once the new baby came. But also, yay! You baby, can't wait. And then there's the labor, the contractions, and don't even get me started on the internal exams, which I guess could be likened to a swab test, except instead of a swab, it's fingers, and instead of the nose, it's your vagina. As soon as I hit 37 weeks and Martin and I were on our way to get swabbed, I was really praying I didn't have to do it again. All directed to God. Panic, anguish, despair, but also praise and worship. The best part is, they're so real and so honest and very straightforward. Psalms is the book you go to when you don't have the words. So, I settle my pregnant ass in my lonely hospital bed. Two monitors hooked up to me, one for the baby and one for my vitals. The IV is hooked up as well. There's no pain. Contractions were weak sauce, which, by the way, please give us a follow. Me and one of my best friends, Tin, started a podcast. It's called The Weak Sauce, double E, not E-A. And after the doctor's internal exam, we find out I am just a measly centimeter dilated. One. She'll be back with another one of those uncomfortable internal exams in about three hours. And here's a strange development. The nurse tells me both my heart rate and blood pressure are high and asks me if I have any heart condition. No, I say. And I start to panic a little bit. Holy crap, do I have a heart condition? Is there something wrong? Psalm 25 opens with it plain and simple. In you, Lord my God, I put my trust. Be still. And know that I am God, says Psalm 46. So they run some cardio tests, ECG and all of that just to make sure. The doctor and the nurses don't come back after a couple of hours. 
What am I to do alone with my thoughts for a couple of hours? Meanwhile, the monitor betrays my cool. My heart rate and my blood pressure, they're not going down. This is not the time for this kind of stress, I tell myself. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him, says Psalm 37. After three hours, the doctor is back and performs another internal exam. Only to find out I haven't opened up the slightest bit. I'm not sure if I'm happy or sad about the fact that there's still no pain. On top of that, they also have trouble finding the baby's heartbeat. The resident OB wants the ultrasound machine to be brought up so they could check the baby's position. And they never needed to check Calix and Dylan via ultrasound when I was in labor with them. So something's off. Again, they tell me they'll be back after a few minutes. So, still alone, my mind starts to race. Why don't I feel any pain yet? Why the need for an ultrasound? What's wrong with my heart? And what's happening to my baby? Psalm 27 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You know, I remembered how much I was dreading the pain of labor and how I had been bracing myself for a few hours now, but no pain came. Could this be God at work? I keep the Lord always before me, says Psalm 16. With him at my right hand, I shall never be shaken. The cardiologist comes back with news that everything is normal, thank you God. I'm probably just really nervous. And just then the OB comes back with the ultrasound machine and what do they find? Instead of baby's head down, ready to exit the womb, he's performed a somersault the other way and is now breech. You're going to cut me open, aren't you? I ask. Yes, they say. But instead of panicking, I find myself thankful. No excruciating labor pains this time. God has spared me from those. And I say a little prayer and completely surrender myself to this birthing plan of his. See, I sought the Lord and he answered me, says Psalm 34. He delivered me from all my fears. So here we go. I'm being wheeled into the delivery room and the anesthesiologist on call is explaining what's going to happen. She said, she's going to give me something to relax and again, and because this episode is all about honesty, best drugs of my life. <laughs> Not only did I relax, I asked to be connected to the Bluetooth speakers in the operating room so I could listen to tunes while they sliced me open. In less than an hour, I felt my lower half getting yanked and jiggled and finally a cry. My sweet baby boy was out. I was too lightheaded to cry myself, but I remember being so glad and thankful that we made it. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And that's from Psalm 139. It's been a little over two months since that ordeal. My stitches have healed, Elijah is perfect, and we're figuring out life as a unit of five. If there's one thing I learned from my third birth, it's that I can have plans of my own, but ultimately it's God who's in control. 
when I'm stuck in sticky situations, I remember David and the rest of the authors of the book of Psalms, how they went from anguish to worship, abandonment to abundance, how they were honest with their words towards God and how God fulfilled his promises to them. See, memorized prayers are cool and all, but maybe God wants to hear something raw and honest from me, from you, about how painful it is having clogged ducts or how hot it is in the Philippines, how perfect my children are and how I'm so thankful he entrusted them to me, how hypocritical I feel, this 33-year-old sinner with a podcast about the Bible. But for the times when I don't have the words... It's comforting to know that I have the book of Psalms to turn to. This has been saved.